Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, champs? We are kicking off week two here on the Fantasy of the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. We are your hosts, Justin and Derek. You can find both of us on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo and pigskin underscore drock. Derek, how we doing tonight, man? I'm ready to go, man. I'm yes, ready sir. to go. Week one's in the past. Picked up a big win in our uh, our main league. Yes, sir. Rode Darren Waller. Darren Waller to the promised land. <laughs> I needed him to outscore Mark Andrews by six, and he outscored him by like twenty six. So hey, that works, man. I'll that works. take it. I'll take it. it I got to week. live in the glory of Tyreek Hill last week. That yeah, was amazing. Must be nice. Oh, must it was be beautiful. Nice. I'm so glad he fell to me in the second round. <laughs> yeah, he fell to you in the second round. He did. I All mean, right, what he, we got going on was, tonight? He was going in like what? Back of that first. Yeah. There was, I mean, let's just say this. Josh Jacobs got drafted ahead of Tyreek Hill in our league. Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm saying I'm glad he fell to me. Yeah. True. Um, all right, man. So we have week two start and sit tonight, man, and our Thursday night preview. Yes, sir. Oh, man. I'm super excited. We had a great time doing this week one. Get to get into week two matchups. But first, let's talk about some news and notes. I love that job. I know it's it's so every catchy. time it's so catchy every time I start dancing. All right, all right. First thing we got to talk about Rashad Penny. Expected to miss week two with a calf injury. Nobody's really relying on Rashad Penny, but I guess, I guess the people that are going to be hurt are going to be hurt, man. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge enters NFL concussion protocol. I didn't see that on Monday when we were recording the. Uh, waiver show and the fantasy triage. I did not see Dwayne Eskridge in the concussion protocol, but yeah, man, sucks for the rookie. Uh, yeah, the only thing with that man is there's really nobody behind him. Like yeah. the the Seattle Seahawks, I believe they only took uh, five, four or five wide receivers to their fifty three man roster. Yeah, and they kept like the same amount of running backs. I think it was five running backs and yeah, four receivers. It's it's nuts, man. So. They're going to be really, really thin if they anything else were to to they have, happen. They have three guys, yeah, right now. So. That's that's a that's a little scary, man. It's going to be interesting to see if they promote somebody or bring somebody in, like Josh Gordon getting reinstated. Oh my god, here we go with this joke. <laughs> All right, man. next we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, you know, I hate to ruin the mood real quick, but Raheem Mostert to undergo season-ending knee surgery, another lost campaign for Raheem. In your dreams, Mostert. Two? Two carries. That's all you have for us? That's it, man. Two That's all his knees could take. Carry. That's all his knees could take. Literally, and, and, and to be honest, man, that's all my knees could take, too. Okay? Yeah, so well, let's cut him some You slack. haven't been training for this, bro. We sit down for this. Maybe <laughs> he doesn't train. <laughs> that's why he always gets hurt. Well, man, it's been a uh, an inspiring story for you to get to where you're at in your career, but... Yeah, I, think I mean, he started. I think it's time he started. Uh, up, we played high school football against him. We did. 
We did. It was, was cool to cool to see him. Uh, he was high back then. He wasn't what he is now, but no. It was cool to see him. He was come also from healthier he back did. then too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ronald Jones named the Bucks starting running back entering week two. This is from head coach Bruce Arians. He did fumble in the Thursday night opener against the Cowboys and was benched immediately. I don't I, listen. I have to. I'm staring down Ronald Jones in my RB two spot this year, and I'm not feel <laughs> this week, and I'm not feeling great. I'm playing the the guy that scored the most points in the league last year. No man, this is this not is feeling rough. Good about it. I've got uh, Ronald Jones in another league, and I I drafted Javante Williams as a later down the road guy, and I might just have to pull the trigger like. It, it this one's rough because even though he's labeled the starter, you already know that Fournette's getting his carries. Uh, Giovanni Bernard was utilized in the offense last week. Granted, I don't know. The Dallas Cowboys surprised me because they were able to stay in that game like really close uh, all game long. There was never a huge lead for the Tampa Bay Bucks, so I don't know if this week. With it being Atlanta, if you guys get up by, like, say, two or three scores, do they just give the ball to Rojo? You know what I'm saying? Do they run the ball a little bit more? Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, 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 we, we said it all offseason, man. We liked the pass-catching weapons on the, the wide receivers on this team more, way more than we liked the running backs. It, it's tough, man. It's, it's tough to, to pull the trigger on Rojo, even though he's the quote-unquote starter. Yeah. It is against Atlanta, though. Yeah. I mean, listen. They I made Miles Sanders look pretty good. Miles Sanders has been bad <laughs> for a long time. So we'll see, man. I will uh, I'll update the uh, listeners um, if I started him or not and how ba- how I feel next Monday. I so. have a feeling you might have to. Yeah. All right. Uh, on Johnson signed to the San Francisco 49ers practice squad. They also claimed uh, recently cut... Trenton Cannon from the Baltimore Ravens adding two running backs to this group after the Raheem Mostert injury, Justin, what's a general takeaway? I mean, I'm, there's, I'll, hold on. Let me just start. This sucks. Like they just keep adding these Jags to their roster and you just know that, that Kyle Shanahan thinks that everyone he brings in in at the running back position can carry the load for his team. He doesn't care where they were drafted, what team they came from, how much money they're making. He doesn't, he does not care at all. He doesn't care at all. And and I know I'm getting on a little soapbox here, but that's fine. How is Sermon a healthy scratch? I don't understand. Like I, I have no I words. I, I don't no know. Words. Man. I don't. I don't. Um, you cannot start a single player on this team. Like I, I, it, I did bid for Elijah Mitchell, but I still wouldn't have felt good putting him in my lineup because you don't know. So, all right, for me, with the fact that um, I, I don't know what happened with that whole Trey Sermon being a healthy scratch or anything like that. I, uh, with the fact that Raheem Moser is now gone for the entire season, he has been cut from the 53 man roster. So this makes sense that they bring in a couple guys to add as depth pieces. Um, I don't expect one of these two guys to be on the team at all practice squad or anything. They're probably one of them will be cut. They're probably going to see who they want carry on or 
uh, Trent Cannon. Uh, they just need depth, man. They they do. They they lost Jeff Wilson. They lost Raheem Mostert now for the season. I know Jeff Wilson's coming back, but this is to me just depth piece. I think that you have um, Jermichael Hasty, you have Elijah Mitchell, and now you have Trey Sermon. Jermichael Hasty didn't really get any work. He he got lucky with the goal line carry, but I think he had a handful of carries in that game. Elijah Mitchell was the guy. He was the first, uh, the one and two down back now i think with the addition of trey sermon i think they split the timeshare i think it's more i know who to start and just like it was before everybody was really high on raheem moster and trey sermon i think you can be high on elijah mitchell and trey sermon yeah you know I, just, it, it, it's it sucks but at the same time you you know that you can take a running back from this group and it, they're going to succeed. And to me, I want the one, the top two guys. So right now, it's Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. If the water stays bad in San Francisco, then it might be Jermichael Hasty next week because somebody's going to go down or, or something. It's just a revolving door. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I was never saying that you shouldn't roster them. Like they should all be rostered. Yeah, Every no, single. I get it. If you are running back for the 49ers, I want you on my team <laughs> because it's a revolving door, and week to week, it could be a different guy. And they're valuable for fantasy. So yeah. if you're if you're listening to this, look at them, just look go take a second. You don't have to pause the podcast. Okay, so we don't want that. But just go into your league and see if there's a 49 running back available. And if they are, please, I beg you, pick them up. I wouldn't go that far. Um Jermichael Hasty is a little bit interesting and in deeper leagues, especially maybe just a stash. Uh but I mean, if you got Elijah Mitchell today um or yesterday depending on what your league setting is um i mean good for you i think you got a good piece of the san francisco backs like he had 19 carries what like 101 yards last week Mm -hmm. so i mean it's gonna be interesting to see what the timeshare is and how trey sermon is utilized in this offense now yeah all right moving on we've got a couple players uh coming back from injury or not playing this week. We got Will Fuller back at practice after being suspended or after finishing his suspension from last season. He is expected to play Sunday. I don't I, I probably wouldn't play him this week. But we'll get to that part in the start sit section. So let's let's kind of move on. We'll talk about Will Fuller a little bit later as well. So a guy we're not gonna be talking about later. Evan Ingram ruled out with a calf injury against Washington on Thursday night. Kind of expected that. It's a short week. I mean I know he didn't play on Sunday, but mm-hmm. Give them more time. Give them the the because they get that mini buy after the Thursday night game. They don't have to play again for a little bit longer than most teams. Yeah. So I expect them to be more likely to come back in week three. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, already ruled out for week two, coming back from that ACL. I mean, I talked about this on the fantasy triage. He's uh, he's not a guy that I expect to be usable for a few weeks now. It's going to be a while. So if you have him. Just hang on tight. Hang on tight. Uh, Antonio Gibson uh, with a shoulder uh, left off the final injury report, which is good news. He, I did talk about, we did talk about this earlier in the week. He reportedly had an AC joint sprain, a mild one. And, you know, he had a limited practice, I think, on Monday and then was upgraded to full, I think, by Tuesday. And then had a full practice on Wednesday. Now he's ready to go. So, 
Uh, wheels up for Antonio Gibson. Feel pretty good about him. Yeah, he is true workhorse back. Especially with Heineke at quarterback. Yeah. Um, Tyrell Williams, concussion, did not uh, participate in practice today. Wasn't wasn't thinking about starting him anyway. So, And I don't know how many people who have him on their rosters to begin with. Uh, Brandon Ayuk with that hamstring apparently should see his role grow. I don't know if you saw, Justin, the Kyle Shanahan press conference today about Brandon Ayuk is going to have to be this, – this, this is words from Kyle Shanahan. He's going to have to be a lot better than the guy behind him to be on the field every down. So to me, it sounds like he's uh, – he doesn't think Ayuk's earned it. That's that's very interesting. It's kind of shocking, and I kind of wish that they would have said that like throughout the offseason. Yeah, because everything coming out of San Francisco was Ayuk is – Bound for this huge explosion. Yeah, him and uh, Sermon. He's doing good. He's doing great. Um, I guess Trent Sherfield, uh, you know, out outplayed him or outpracticed him or something. I uh, did enough in the preseason to earn him some some touches. Yeah. I I wonder if this hamstring is a little bit more serious than. I don't know. To me, it, it just sounds like he's, you know, he's just, not. But he was so good last year. How how did he just automatically stop being what he was last year? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. But this is if you're a Debo Samuel owner, this is. I, I mean, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> I, I would. I, I, if I had Debo Samuel on my team, I'd be happy with this news. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zach Ertz hamstring um, was seen managing his reps. On Wednesday at Wednesday's practice, keep an eye on that. I mean, no, nobody's really starting Zacherts anyway, so no. But this does affect uh, Dallas Goddard. I don't think so, man. Dallas Goddard's nothing in fantasy. I don't. I don't. Mm. I mean, I know he had a good week, but like, I'm just so off of Dallas Goddard. It's it's. They played Atlanta. I think we need to temper our expectations really about this about this uh, Philadelphia team. So I I understand that, but Zacherts still had. Six targets last week. I know that's you what take, I'm saying. Like, yeah, but if you it's take, not all going to go to Dallas take, Goddard. Yeah, now. but to give you a couple more targets. That's it's going to help Dallas Goddard, man. I I think that this. I don't know. This I'm never gonna. Helps. I'm not gonna be a guy. Maybe I'm just being stubborn. Probably am, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna bury that one. I don't want to. I'm not a big Goddard fan, but right. uh, maybe if he strings together a few more performances like he had on week one against some tougher opponents, maybe I'll start to come around, but. I don't know, man. They played the Falcons, you know? Like, I'm not going to take a whole lot away from that. You know, Jalen Hurts looked good, but I don't know. All right. Uh, Jerry Judy, I think we touched on this earlier this week, too, but confirmed he's ruled out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Gabe Davis didn't participate Wednesday's practice. He's got an ankle injury as well. Josh Jacobs missed practice on Wednesday. Toe and ankle issue. Definitely monitor that one carefully. I mean, he he was pretty solid on Monday Night Football, so... Don't want to see him missing any time. Saquon Barkley, uh, officially questionable for Thursday Night Football. I just saw another another thing across the news desk that he's uh, they don't expect him to be unleashed on Thursday. That that's the the quote that they had. He was unlikely to be unleashed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Preston Williams limited at Dolphins practice. That's all I got, man. I mean, there's really. 
not a whole lot of crazy news out there. Just a bunch of injuries, just a bunch of things to look out for. Um, but yeah, definitely ready to move into some week two stuff. Are you ready, Justin, to yes. talk some start sits? Yes, sir. Let's do it. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. All right, some start sit. Week Let's two. Do it. Got uh gonna talk some quarterbacks first. How'd you feel about last week, man? Feel pretty good about recommendations last week? I mean, we made some pretty good ones. Yeah, yeah. I think it uh I think it went pretty good. Uh, I don't know if we we truly had any busts or anything out, out there that we recommended. Right, let's look at some of the uh, you wanna look at some of the guys? Yes. So we recommended Tom Brady, that was a smash. Yes, absolutely. We did recommend Lamar Jackson. That was pretty average. Yeah, that was average. We did recommend a sit Derek Carr, which turned out to not be great, but hey, whatever. He found <laughs> he found the push button. Uh, my my start of the week, I think, was Russ was Gus Edwards. So, oof. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have time to change that one. Uh, David Montgomery is my sit of the week. Not good. Raheem Mostert was Justin's oh, uh, start of the week. Never and mind. De- we had a lot of busts. <laughs> and DeAndre Johnson was the sit of the week for Justin as well. So DeAndre Swift? Yes. We did hit on that one sucked too. We did hit on DJ Moore as a start. We hit on Marquez Callaway as a sit. Um we hit on Tyler Higby. I think I would consider that a good good yeah, game. Yeah, that was good. Mike Asicki as a as a sit was good. Yep. Dallas Goddard as a start, I think, had a solid game. Yeah, 14 points. I'll take that. And then, uh, yeah, man, McPherson got a good uh, got, got, got the <laughs> end of the game kick. So, hey, man, we did we did all right, man. We did all right. Yeah, I feel bad about Young. Uh, well, he got two field goals, so. Yeah. All right, and so wait. we're moving on to week two. That was right. – um, Let's redeem ourselves, man. That was a little where we were right, where we were wrong, kind of like the – the herd, yeah. Callen, there was kind there of was thing, a so. lot of surprising, yeah, and uh, some of those were injury related too. I mean, yeah. we couldn't really see all that that stuff coming. For so, sure. but want to be transparent, we did mess up. Okay, we're not perfect, all right? And I did have some people. If we were 100 percent perfect, I would be in Vegas. I would not be here. Exactly. So I did have people. I don't know if I told you this, but uh, I did that start sit thread on Facebook. Yeah, and I yeah, had people. It as late as yesterday, liking some of the wrong takes I had. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a great time. Yeah, that's... Because you can't respond to that crap. Listen, who would have thought that Houston would have scored 37 points in No idea, one? man. No idea. Come on now. Um, but, yeah, I made some interesting calls on that on that start <laughs> sit. So, we'll get better, man. We'll get better. I really have only been focusing on my teams the last couple of years. So, I mean, we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll Let's kick there, off man. week two. Let's get into these QBs, man. All right, so we're going to do talk about this. First, we're going to talk about the top five guys, right? The guys that should be locked and loaded no matter what, right? So, Justin, how are we feeling about this list of top five guys? Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Like them all. Start them. Start them up. Great matchups. Yeah. Min- uh, Kyler Murray at Minnesota, Patrick Mahomes at Baltimore, Josh Allen at Miami. <laughs> Uh, Russell for, Wilson at Tennessee and Lamar Jackson at Kansas City. Yeah, for a number one, this Kansas City Baltimore game is about to be. I can't wait. Pretty sweet. Okay, I can't wait. Um, 
outside of that, I mean, I think that this this Seattle Tennessee game might be a little snooze fest, but I think it's gonna be uh, lopsided like it was in yeah, Arizona. Seattle Tennessee. is a uh, much better offense this year. I don't know if you saw some of their cutups, but man. Mm-hmm. They're running a lot of motion and shifts and misdirection and all kinds of crazy stuff that they weren't doing last year. And that led to Russell Wilson absolutely grilling. I'm not even going to say cooking. He was grilling that defense, okay? I got the, you got the grill started. Couple, I like it. Got some nice grill marks on them steaks, okay? I like it. All right. Uh, so, yeah, top five guys. Not really worried about any of those people, okay? So let's go 6 through 12. Let's talk about this little range right here. You got Tom Brady against Atlanta. Aaron Rodgers against Detroit. couple nice matchups there. Dak Prescott against the Chargers. Justin Herbert against Dallas. Jalen Hurts against the 49ers. Ryan Tannehill against Seattle. And Stafford against Indy. Anything stand out there as like a, hey, I'm not starting this guy at all. I don't like the matchup. Or let me, is there a guy in here that's like, this could be the number one quarterback on the week? Um, To be honest with you, man, if... Uh I'm I'm liking this Chargers Dallas game right here. Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that this this has the potential to produce a top five week uh quarterback right here, man. Uh but besides that, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a little bit nice of a bounce back game. Uh Tom Brady versus Atlanta. I mean, I think Tom Brady's gonna do his thing, especially against a divisional divisional opponent. Yeah. The only one that kind of worries me just a little bit is um, Jalen Hurts versus San Francisco. But, I mean, you just saw Detroit put up 33 points against San Francisco. I think Jalen Hurts will be okay. I don't think he's going to be this top superstar. He, I'm, I think he's going to be in that 10 to 12 range with his rushing floor. I, yeah. think, I think he'll just get into that QB1 territory. Damon Hurts is a the only the first guy in this top twelve that I have some pretty serious questions about heading into this week. Now, would I sit him? No, because I don't think you can because of his rushing floor, and he did play pretty well last week. Now, my my counterpoint to my own argument is going to be it was against Atlanta. Okay, it was a team that is not very good, so. They play a much better defense this year, this week. So we'll kind of see. I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm not getting too 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 high on him. I'm just gonna keep stay measured and keep some perspective, man. I'm gonna make sure that he can do this against good defenses before I start going all in on Jalen Hurts. So, all right, let's move into the next range. Now we're just gonna kind of have a free conversation, Justin, about this, you know, 13 through pretty much 24 group. Anybody stand out? I don't want to read all the names, but I'll read a couple of them. You got uh, Joe Burrow against Chicago, at Chicago. Could be a tough matchup there. Um, scrolling down the list, I've got Matt Ryan against Tampa Bay. Two against Buffalo. Uh, Jimmy G against Philly. So uh, some of these matchups are a little tough. Uh, some of the better ones are Jameis Winston against Carolina. And maybe Baker against Houston. Anybody that stand out to you, Justin, from 13 to, I would say, 24, somewhere in that range? Uh, Yeah, man. So the two that actually stand out to me are are ranked currently at 17 and 18 on the week. Uh, Big Ben and Teddy Bridgewater, man. They got two great matchups. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater playing Jacksonville. You just saw that Tyrod Taylor 
uh, looked like a superstar quarterback against Jacksonville. So uh, even with the loss of Jerry Judy for about two months, maybe a little bit less, um, I think Teddy's still going to be able to to produce some fantasy uh, relevance. I think he's going to be a decent streamer this week. Big Ben playing the Raiders. The Raiders found some way to score and beat uh, Baltimore last week. So I think that Big Ben's going to be able to move the ball a little bit better than they did against Buffalo. Uh, the Raiders, it should be interesting to see how they move, the how well they move the ball because Pittsburgh kind of shut down Josh Allen last week. So, I mean, I don't know if this is more of a Najee game where he gets more than 16 carries, but I think I do like uh, Big Ben, especially um, if the Raiders can kind of keep up on the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, there's really not a whole lot that stands out in this range. I mean, I do like Teddy Bridgewater. He was a guy I brought up on the waiver wire show. I brought him up on this Sunday siege. Like we, I brought him up a lot this week. I've talked about Teddy Bridgewater a lot this week. He's got a great matchup. He's got a great matchup next week as well. So he's definitely a guy you should be looking to, to start this week. If you're in that streaming, uh, boat, if you're in your little, your little John boat, trying to go down a little, a little stream like <laughs> like like Justin is he's he's definitely looking for some streaming quarterbacks yes in our I'm in, in a, our home league I'm in a so. canoe with a hole <laughs> yeah trying to get a quarterback but uh I know you did bring up Baker Mayfield uh just now the only thing I have with Baker Mayfield man is I think we're about to see the real Houston here in week two I don't think we're about to see the Houston that we just saw uh, Cleveland's defense is no joke. They they have a very good, strong front. Uh, and I think that Houston's going to get exposed this week. And I think this is going to be a lot of Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. And you even saw it last week, man. Uh, Baker Mayfield, they had a great game. They caught up. They were, you know, in the game with Kansas City all game long. And he only scored 13 fantasy points. You know, so that, that could, you know, unfortunately make you lose a week. You know, having that poor production from a from a quarterback, so that's the only thing that I would kind of maybe temper my expectations. If you got maybe another, it's a great matchup, but it can go one or two ways. Baker can just you know sling it, or they're just gonna rely on those running backs because they're gonna be up big this game. All right, uh, let's go real quick, rapid fire. Give me a start and a sit from the quarterback position. Who's your start of the week? Who's your sit of the week? Real quick. Oh, man. Um, all right. So I like my starts to be a little bit lower down the, you know, down the rankings. Uh, if you don't I like had, the top, the higher. The no, top because I mean, those guys, the, those, the, especially the draft capital that you had to do it, you have to yeah. start those. I'm guys, just, I'm just throwing, saying? I'm just throwing you a bone here, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I love the top guys. They're the top guys for a reason. Yeah. Uh, if I had to start one, man. Um, uh, I, I w- let's go ahead and uh, let's go Ryan Tannehill here at Seattle. Uh, I think that you know I, maybe there's a little bit of bounce back for, uh, in that offense this year. I it's just man that that new play calling looked kind of rough against Arizona. Let's see if Arizona's defense is actually really that good, or if you know Tennessee, we might have to temper expectations on the rest of the the. the uh, season but i'm gonna go ahead and go ryan Tannehill and the fact that they're gonna probably have to throw it a lot more 
against Seattle, even though they had to throw it against Arizona and couldn't do anything. But I'm going to go ahead and call my shot on that one. And my sit of the week is um, uh, Matt Ryan at Tampa Bay, man. Uh, absolutely. He struggled hard against Philadelphia last week. And uh yeah, man, against Tampa Bay, I, I don't I don't see that how that offense starts to click here at Tampa. Yeah. No, I'm on board with that one too, man. All right, my start of the week is Teddy Bridgewater. Uh I, I, I like I said, I've talked about him all week. Teddy Bridgewater against Jacksonville. Great matchup. And uh, you know, I'm all about Teddy Two Gloves this week. So get him in your lineups. And then my sit of the week is going to be Joe Burrow. I uh he's playing at Chicago. They they've still got a good pass rush, man. I know it didn't look like it against the Rams, but that was the Rams coming out party. So uh <laughs> Welcome to LA, Matthew Stafford. Yes. So I'm gonna be sitting I would sit Joe Burrow this week against Chicago. It's not a great matchup. It's on the road. Joe Burrow did leave the game for a little bit with a little bit of a knee injury. He was on a stationary bike. It was the same knee he was that was surgically repaired, so it seems to me he might be more fragile than we think. And the offensive line is still not great. So I'm going to be sitting uh, Joe Burrow, and I will be starting Teddy Bridgewater week two. Okay? All right. Uh, running backs. Let's move into some running backs. Let's talk about the the way we're going to do running backs and wide receivers since there's so many guys. We're not going to break it up into top six or top five and then six to 12, Justin. We're going to go the top 12. Okay, let's just kind of glance at the top 12 running backs. Who do we like this week? Who should we be tempering expectations on? Um, I'm not going to name all 12, literally, but I mean, everybody knows who the top 12 guys are. So let's start with, uh, yeah, let's start with the running back position. What do you got, Justin? Um. All right, man. So in the top 12, I, I'm going to go ahead and go um, – uh, JT playing the Rams this week. Ah, man, Jonathan Taylor. That's a he looked good, but I don't know how well that offense is clicking right now. Uh, they looked like they were struggling at times, and he was like their only at one point in time. He was like their leading receiver and leading rusher. But against the Rams, man, that's it's a tough defense. It, it is. I know that the Bears kind of you know were able to move the ball a little bit and. Uh, David Montgomery was able to, you know, get over that 100-yard mark in in the game, but that's going to be a little bit tough one for me to to start and be happy about it because I mean, I don't know, it's just it's just a tough matchup, man. And you're going to have to play him with the draft capital that you took him at, so. Yeah, I mean, any of these guys in the top 12 we're going to have to play, but um a lot of these guys have some pretty tough matchups like Najee Harris. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna say Najee Harris. Vegas look good. the The screen I'm looking at right now is crazy. I mean, the Vegas Raiders don't just suddenly have a great run defense. So, my fault for even bringing up this name. Najee Harris should have a decent game if they commit to the running game. Antonio Gibson on Thursday night. I think some people might be a little upset with with Antonio Gibson. I know he's gonna get the volume. I think that man's gonna eat. But he averaged less than three and a half yards per carry against the Giants last year. This defense is sneaky good. So I'm just going to say it right now, man. I don't think he's going to be a world-beating running back this week. I think he might be held in check. I think Antonio Gibson's a top-ten running back this week. Oof. Yes, sir. 
I might be willing to bet you on that. All right. We can do it. We'll right figure now. something out, man. We'll figure something <laughs> out. All right. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I, I'm going to echo the same sentiment. Jonathan Taylor against the Rams is going to be a rough matchup. But, uh, yeah, I'd be starting, you know, your Derrick Henrys, obviously, your Nick Chubbs, uh, your Aaron Joneses, your Camaras, Cooks, McCat, all those guys. I'd be starting yes. all those guys. Absolutely no questions asked. All right. So now let's move into the 13 to 24 range. I'm going to kind of go through a couple matchups here that look kind of juicy to me. David Montgomery against Cincinnati is a good one. Uh, DeAndre Swift at Green Bay just because of the pass-catching work he got. but Dude, and he there, was, there are no wide receivers. Over 20% team. target share in that offense. This There are no wide receivers. It's the two running backs and the tight end. Yeah. Like, I want no part of Clyde Edwards-Alaire against Baltimore. Zero part. I want none of that. Yeah, that one's that one's tough. So if I had Clyde Edwards Lair, I might be I'm I'm looking at my roster and I'm, there's gonna be some tough decisions this week. So uh Miles Sanders against San Francisco. How do you feel about that one, man? Niners got a good <sighs> defense, man, but DeAndre Swift and Jamal yeah. Williams were top five running backs this that, week. That that one's a little interesting. Um because Miles Sanders uh was utilized in a positive game script. But he still wasn't utilized as that workhorse guy. He, you know, so Kenneth Gainwell was implemented into this offense, and he looked like he was a part of this offense. Like they had him in mind when they came in for this game script. So uh, against a tougher defense, against you know, I, I just don't think he's going to have the same utilization as Jamal Williams and or uh, DeAndre Swift had against this Detroit or uh, against the San Francisco team. So I think that for me, if you're going to play him as an RB two, I think my, you know, my expectations are a little bit lower this week, especially. So, yeah, I mean, I've been a guy who's been off of Miles Sanders, you know, a lot recently. Um, so yeah, I'm on board with that too. I mean, I just I don't know if this is real, so I kind of need to see it happen at least one more time before I start to buy into it. So I could totally see that. All right, uh, Kareem Hunt against the Houston Texans. Fire him up. I, I yeah, I got the feeling that this is going to be a blowout in favor of Cleveland. So you can probably start both running backs comfortably and Wouldn't feel good about it. Wouldn't be surprised if the two Cleveland running backs finish in top twelve. Yeah, Wouldn't just like the Detroit running backs this week yes. or last week. So, all right, and then uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna sit. I would sit Miles Gaskin against Buffalo. Ooh, okay. I think I would. I think that offense, that offense is is kind of making me a little nervous. I know it was only week one, but you guys did have some. They did have some trouble moving the ball, and he's not a three down thumper. So he's a guy that needs a lot of space. And Buffalo's defense is pretty good. So for me, I actually would. Uh, start Miles Gaskin, especially in a PPR league, due to the fact that this here is everybody's expecting Buffalo to be up on Miami. Okay, Co- at least a couple scores. All right, so I feel like Miami is going to have to pass the ball a little bit more, and I think that when Tua gets in a little bit of trouble, he likes going to Gaskin, and we've seen that time and time again. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know Gaskin out receives his rushing work. Uh, in this game, you know, so he does have the flashes, especially in the open field. So let's see what happens. Uh, I, I, I would personally start Gaskin. I think they, he is their main guy. Uh, obviously, when it comes to short yardage situations, he does get taken out. But 
I just think that he's going to get enough utilization, and I think Miami's going to run a lot more plays this week because they're not going to be trying to control the game in a nail-biter pretty much against the New England Patriots. All right. Uh, Tyson Williams against Kansas City. Now, before we talk about Tyson Williams real quick, I just kind of want to ask you, what do you think this game script's going to be? Do you think Kansas City-Baltimore is going to be a a crazy shootout? I mean, the... the... I'm, I'm hoping it's a crazy shootout. I'm... I'm hoping like because both teams kind of struggled a little bit. They did. In week they one. did. I'm I'm hoping for a shootout. I mean, I wouldn't mind like a 35-31. That'd be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I I think that with Tyson Williams, uh, he he fell into this starting role, and he looked like a rookie. You know, he looked like this was his first game. Uh, and we have to remember, this man was a third-string running back not too long ago. All right, He didn't even think he was going to be touching the field anytime soon. And next thing you know, he's the next man up. So I think he's going to get his feet under him you know, sooner rather than later. They brought in Latavius Murray to kind of be that backup guy, like his Gus Edwards in a sense. He did out-attempt him in rushes last week, but I think that – if you just look at it, Tyson Williams had nine rushes for 65 yards, and Latavius Murray had 10 rushes for 28. You can see he outproduced Latavius Murray. He's still a better back. I think that they think he is going to be their starting running back. And I, I you know, I just, I, I like him for fantasy. I think he could eventually be a solid RB2 option for you. Uh, but for right now, man, he's a great flex option. Yeah. All right. Uh, next guy I want to talk about is Elijah Mitchell, the big, big waiver wire pickup across pretty much every fantasy league for this week. I uh, I think it's a trap. I'm just gonna say it. I think it's a trap, and I'm I'm kind of glad that I didn't actually get him in any of my leagues because I I put a couple bids in for him, but it was obviously not high enough. Oh man, people were spending ridiculous. Yeah. I saw fan. some pretty interesting amounts, man, so in the upwards of eighty, ninety, five dollars. One of mine. I think it's a trap, and I think people are just wasting their money. I think nobody's gonna really know each week. Watch this be a Trey Sermon week. I mean, hell, watch Elijah Elijah Mitchell be a healthy scratch, and the world just burns <laughs> to the ground. Bro, Kyle Shanahan would be the coach to do there that. There would literally too. <laughs> be a mob outside of his office that day. Okay. Oh, so man. that's just the volatility of this backfield, man. I don't think anybody's really gonna know. And I think it's a trap to to start him this week. If you have him, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it now. You're not dropping him. You spent all that fab money on him. You're gonna have to keep him the rest of the season. But man, if he has a good week too, I'm trading him immediately. I mean, I'm not because I don't have him in any of my <laughs> leagues, but I would be trading him after this week if he has a big week, too. I don't know. If he comes out as the guy over Trey Sermon, it's going to be hard to trade him, man. I think that... Not for me, man. To... I'm not for me. Like, I sold James Robinson last year, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, you sold him at the end of the year. I know, and it helped me get to a championship. So, yeah, I'm selling Elijah Mitchell, and you can't stop me. I'm not going to stop you because you don't have him on any of your team. Exactly, but still, I'm. you can't stop me from recommending that people stop trade him because it's good business, okay? If he blows up, like this backfield, you can't, you can't sit there across the table from me, Justin, and tell me that Elijah Mitchell 
is 100% the guy the rest of the season. I can't tell you that because Kyle Shanahan ain't even going to tell you that. Exactly. No, I, I don't know who it's going to be, but if he is utilized in a way where he is going to be a very viable option for this team, then, I mean, it, it just all depends on how this is going to play out. Just how long is he going to be the starter, though? That's my problem. Is I don't know how long he's going to be the guy. We've we've talked about it where we can utilize two running backs from this offense already. So we'll see. It, yeah. it, this week is going to be if you have them. If, if you went out and spent a lot of fab and and you went and got them from the waiver wires, congrats. And you're obviously. Probably most likely in a pinch. If you went out and spent that much to get him, you're probably in a pinch and need to play him in your lineup this week. Uh, I just don't know with how much Trey Sermon is going to overtake him. So let's see. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks going on. Um, you know, if if you got him and you're playing him, you just hope for the best. I don't think he's going to get the same amount of workload that he showed when once Raheem Mostert went down. All right. I guess that's that on that one, right? Yep. Okay. Um, we're into the fringe. We're into the RB3 territory for sure. And we're looking at some guys now who are pretty much just flex options. So we don't have to really dive too deep on any of these guys. I think we just go, uh, I'm just going to go rapid fire, Justin. I'm going to go, I'm going to start with, uh, uh, Javonta Williams at 29. Let's just go start sit, okay? So I'm going to ask you one player. You tell me start or sit, and we'll just kind of go from there, okay? Uh, Javonta Williams, start or sit against Jacksonville? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start him. He had three more rushing attempts than Melvin Gordon. All right. Mike Davis against Tampa Bay. Uh, that one's going to be a sit for me. Yeah, absolutely. I agree there. Jamal Williams against Green Bay on Monday night? Start him up. Really? Start him up. Ooh, okay. I, I mean... I guess from, you kind of have to. From what I saw week one, I don't think there's going to be much more of a different outcome in week two against Green Bay. Like, yeah, I they think don't have any it's, uh, wide receivers. Yeah, so. and whoever is their wide receiver one is going to get locked down. Devin Singletary at Miami. I I mean... I'm a start on Jamal Williams, by the way. I forgot to mention that. My it, if, if Zach Moss is another healthy scratch... Maybe as a flex, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know feel, what the, I don't feel good about. I don't it, feel good about it either. But I mean, all right, let's do it. let's play a little game here, okay? Oh, man, that's we'll go. Rough. Who would you rather start, Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones at Atlanta? Great matchup, I mean, absolutely great matchup. But you, they are three. No, sorry, they are five spots apart in ECR. You can't make me do this. I I can. No, I will can't. sit here all night. <laughs> we will have it'll be awkward, quiet silence right. until you answer this question. Oh my god. If I had to choose one, it'd be Leonard Fournette PPR because uh they came out and did like some design screens straight for just Leonard Fournette. Which he messed up and handed the ball to the other team but yeah, i mean but it's whatever he still had design runs for or design plays for him mm-hmm. and i think when he comes down to the goal line he's the guy like i i don't know man this this backfield is very very complicated i think right now i would have leonard fournette even though ronald jones is a quote-unquote starter 
I I don't know. I don't I, want either. Lenny started the game last week. I don't. I don't. So I don't know if this is like a you know week to week matchup based because you know I'm not. You know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and take a look. Um. Later this week at, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a look at Ronald Jones. Uh, I'm do a little bit more digging on him because he did have some pretty good games last year against some pretty bad run defense. So maybe this is a, if we got a good matchup on the ground, this is Ronald Jones' week. If it's a team like Dallas who's going to throw the ball a lot and we're going to score a lot of points, I think it might be a Leonard Fournette type of week. So I'm going to go with Ronald Jones. I know it's not sexy. I know it hurts. It it's it's It doesn't feel great, but... <laughs> But I'm a Ronald Jones believer, man. I love the guy. I just wish he would hold on to the ball. He talked to Bruce, bro. Yeah. <laughs> talked to Bruce about that one. All right. Uh, let's talk about some pass-catching guys real quick, and then we'll move on to the wide receivers. Got James White and Naeem Hines. Uh, James White clearly has the better matchup. Naeem Hines against the Rams and James White against the Jets. I mean, I feel like I know what you're going to say. Uh, who would you rather start? Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and beat you to the punch. I'm starting James White over Naeem Hines. What do you think? Who are you kind of looking at in this fringe flex area between those two guys? Who would you you rather start? This one's one's rough, man, because... Rapid fire, rapid fire. Oh, man. Okay. uh, Pressure, pressure, pressure. Jesus. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Just pick one. I, I would... I'd go James White. There you go. go There you go. He might be involved in a trade me and you make later. So (laughs) just trying to push you in the right direction. Okay. All right. So that's going to wrap up our running back spot. I really don't think there's anybody down here worth mentioning if you just scroll. No, but as a flex option, um, I mean, if, if you need to, hopefully you don't, but Kenyon Drake, was somewhat viable. He had 12-point PPR last week against Baltimore. I mean, if Derek Carr decides to throw to somebody else besides Darren Waller and gets him involved in a couple, you know, plays, maybe he's a he's a flex-worthy spot, but I would look for – I would look towards But they're playing the else. Steelers. I don't – and that's why I said I would look towards playing somebody else, but if you're in a pinch already due to some injuries – because some people's IR spots are filled already. <laughs> All right, real quick, give me a start of the week at running back and a sit of the week. It can be anybody. Just, um, I guess I'll give you. Uh, I guess I'll give you mine first. Are you ready? Yep. All right, I'm going to take Damian Harris against the Jets as my start of the week. I guess I should have gone first. And uh, yeah, my sit of the week is going to be. Um, My answer of the week is going to be James Robinson against the Denver Broncos. I just I'm not confident in any any person in that organization nope. at the moment. So can't confidently recommend anybody start anything in that offense. I wouldn't even. We'll get to wide receivers and we'll talk about those three guys when we get there. But I'm not starting Lawrence. I'm not starting any of the running backs. I'm probably. I'll think about it a little bit more. But I'm probably not starting any of the wide receivers either. If I can, if I can afford to, yeah. so, um, yeah. So, Damian Harris is my start, and James Robinson is my sit. Justin, who is your start? Who is your sit? 
Uh, all right, man. My start is going to be David Montgomery against Cincinnati. I think that's a smash. Uh, he just went over 100 yards against the Los Angeles Rams. I think he's going to have a really good week this week. And my sit is going to be Josh Jacobs against Pitt. I think that is a horrible matchup. And if you need another sit, I'll go ahead and go Mike Davis. No, just throw another one in there. Absolutely. <laughs> that should be the low-hanging fruit right there. I mean, yeah. just sit all the Falcons. I mean, yeah, maybe, that was rough maybe, last week, man. Maybe Calvin Ridley, but... That was that was rough last week. But I don't know if I can start anybody else. All right, so let's move into some wide receivers. Uh, let's talk about the top 12 guys. We're going to do the same thing we did with the running backs. So we're talking about the top 12 guys. Uh, Devontae Adams smash play against the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football. Tyreek Hill is always a smash play. DeAndre Hopkins, always a smash play. How are we feeling about Stephon Diggs? Um, the offense kind of had a down week last week, but the talent is there. The target share should be there. He's you're, still you're Josh Allen's guy. You're I, mean, you, I know you have to fire him up, but do we I, feel I feel nervous? good. I mean, I'm a Miami fan, but Stephon Diggs, gonna, he's going to eat this week. Dolphins got one of the best secondaries in the league. I know, but Stephon Diggs finds a way to, to get into the open. All right. More often than not, and he's very heavily targeted. So, all right, uh, good non-biased take from you, Justin. I know he's, you're a huge <laughs> Dolphins fan, and you know if, if it was me, I'd, I'd be saying that the Bucks would lock him down. But you know, hey, whatever. You're a better man than I am. Okay, <laughs> so DK Metcalf at Tennessee. I think that's a good matchup, especially with this Seattle offense early in the season. I love the Seattle offense. I probably should be trying to trade for some of these guys, but yeah, that's it's hard we, to right now, man. It's very hard to with with how good they're playing right now. Okay, so Keenan Allen against Dallas that should be a shootout. So fire him up, obviously. God, that dude's gonna eat Calvin Ridley against Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay did lose a cornerback, uh, Sean Murphy, bunting to a dislocated elbow. So they are getting Jordan Whitehead the starting safety back. So I mean, their secondary is a little banged up, but no more banged up than they were going into the game because they're getting a guy back and they didn't have one of their starters. So, um, you know, we'll see. Calvin Ridley is is the offense, it seems. Like, he, that's pretty much it. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Pitts had a solid target share, but didn't really turn that into a huge fantasy day. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't think they're going to run the ball at all. I think it's going to be Matt Ryan and the shotgun all game long just getting lit up by, by the Bucks' pass rush. And uh, that might not – I don't think that's a homer take at all. So, <laughs> uh, A.J. Brown against Seattle – how are we feeling about that? The offense was not as good as it as we've seen. No, that it definitely wasn't. Um, I mean, you're obviously gonna have to start up AJ Brown. Uh, but let's let's see, man. Uh it's gonna be interesting to see how he does. This is projected to be, you know, I to me it, it was projected to be another like kind of a shootout, but the way Tennessee looked against Arizona last week, man, let's Let's uh let's see how AJ Brown does. I yeah. think he salvaged his day by that touchdown that he had. So uh Mari Cooper, C D Lamb, you're firing those guys up absolutely Oof. as well as I'm gonna scroll a little bit farther down because I want to loop him into this conversation as well. Mike Williams for the Chargers. I think you start all four of those wide receivers. I don't care if you have them on the same team. I don't care if those are the only two players on your team. I don't it doesn't Start them all. Start all that game. I feel like it's going to be a crazy shootout. Yeah. Points galore. I think that the this might be the game of the week right here. I can see the Kansas City Baltimore game being pretty good, but I can also see that game being twenty to sixteen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I can see it that being that kind of game script because there's such good teams that the game could be just not what we expect, right? Yeah. I'm obviously not expecting Kansas City 
the L.A. Rams from years past. I'm hoping for that. That would be incredible. I'm hoping for but that But I think game. that the That'd game that has more upside to turn into that would be this Dallas Chargers game. I think that that game could be a 40-point-apiece game. Yeah. So I'm starting every option in, that, in, in both offenses. I'm starting them all because that's going to be a good game right there, man. Absolutely. Uh, Tyler Lockett against Tennessee. I think you fire up all your Seahawks as well. Uh, Tennessee looked bad. Looked really bad last week, and I think Russell Wilson is either just as good or, or even better than Kyler Murray. Like they're, they're in that same top tier, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this could be another long day at the office for the Tennessee Titans defense. Okay, How are we feeling about Allen Robinson, though? He has an incredible matchup, but the the Bears did not attempt to pass over 15 yards last week. Yeah. And uh, just I just want you to know this. They had a 4th and 15 play call at one point during the game, and still didn't throw the ball past 15 yards. Now, I will say this, because I did see somebody on social media talking about how bad the Bears' play calling was or how bad the Bears' offensive line was and how they didn't throw past 15 yards, all this other crap, right? So the Rams played a pretty good – they had a really good game plan. They played a lot of quarters coverage. They they backed off a lot. They rushed with their front four, and they kept everything in front of them, like – I don't know if Cincinnati has the defense to do that, so it could be a better game for them, for the Bears. But, I mean, it's not looking good, man. Andy Dalton has not looked good so far. No. Uh, I'm really hoping they make this switch to Justin Fields pretty they soon. They won't. Uh, but Allen Robinson, man, y- you got to play him. I think he's still going to be viable, especially against Cincinnati. Uh, I-, I think he's going to be a very viable option this week. Uh, so. I hope he gets into the end zone, Especially man. in uh, PPR. Yeah. Cooper Cup, smash play. Um, yeah, I think it looks hit- like uh, Matthew Stafford's best friend. Oh, there absolutely, in LA. man. Uh, did you see that touchdown where he was literally 20 yards wide open? Yeah. Yep. Literally a walk-in touchdown. It was it was beautiful. Um, let's talk with some Bucks wide receivers. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans against Atlanta. Game script could be in favor of the Bucks, but you also got to think, too, against the Detroit Lions last year. The Bucks blew him out, and Tom Brady was still throwing touchdowns in the third quarter. So, yeah. uh, you know, it could be a blowout. But I think they could still be throwing later in the game, too. I mean, let's not pretend that Tampa Bay doesn't – I mean, no risk it, no biscuit is real. Yeah. Right? That's that's a real thing. I don't think they're just going to sit back and run the ball with Rojo 30 times and Leonard Fournette. They're not going to do that. No, because right? you're going to get about five yeah. fumbles out of that. Yeah, exactly. So, so And somehow they're going to ter- throw picks, too. Yeah. So, so um yeah, so I'm starting all the receiving options. Mike Evans kind of makes me nervous. I, I have, definitely makes me nervous. I have avoided him. He's just not getting that with with the with Chris Godwin being such a reliable target in that offense, and Antonio Brown commanding such a huge target share. Gronkowski getting involved, eight targets, eight catches. He had didn't he have two touchdowns or did he have one? I can't remember off the top of my head. But he was a 29 point uh, number one tight end of the week yeah, last he had, week. So he had two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Mike Evans kind of scares me a little bit. Um, you could probably buy low on him right now, but do you really want to? That's my probably my thing. So, uh, DJ Moore against New Orleans. Uh, they will be without Marcus Lattimore. Yes. So, uh, so this one, man, I love DJ Moore. I think he's a great uh, option here, but New Orleans look good against Green Bay, man. They looked really, really good. Uh, it depends on what your options are. Like, obviously, if 
if you went these top guys early and, and, and somehow you were able to get DJ Moore as like your third option, maybe take maybe sit him. But I think that Sam Darnold's looking DJ Moore's way a lot more than he's looking Robbie's way. Mm-hmm. So at least the targets are gonna be there. It's just how what what is he gonna end up with this game, man? It's gonna be I think it's gonna be a little rough. Yeah. All right. Uh, as we get into this wide receiver three range, uh, we already talked about Mike Williams as a start. Obviously, um, you got guys like Robbie Anderson. I think I might sit. Yes. Uh, Corey Davis. I think I might sit, even though he had that monstrous game. I don't know if this New England defense, if they're going to allow him to be successful. So he's a sit for me as well. Honestly, that honest that probably is my sit of the week right there. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there right now. That's my sit of the week. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Okay. Against New England, it's just a it's a terrible matchup. So. Um, you know, let's just jump right into it. Okay, I gave you my sit. Um, let's go with starts. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Antonio Brown against the Atlanta Falcons. I think the matchup is too good. I think the Bucks throw a lot. I don't think they rely on the running game at all because that's not who we are, or that's not who they are as a as a as a football team. So uh, I'm gonna go Antonio Brown as my start, and I'm going to rage not rage sit, but I'm gonna sit Corey Davis for sure. All right, man. And my start of the week is going to be Debo Samuel against Philadelphia. That man is amazing to watch. I think he's a very, very good football player, and he was utilized that way. And until this Trent Sherfield, Brandon Ayuk, and whoever else they got filling in behind Debo gets figured out, I think Debo Samuel is going to be a very reliable option for Jimmy G. So, yeah, that is definitely my start of the week. And my sit of the week is going to be. Uh, Kenny Galladay against Washington, man. I, I just, I I don't know. I still, I don't believe in Daniel Jones still. And I, I don't, I wouldn't start Kenny Galladay at all. Yeah, I agree with that one wholeheartedly. All right, so let's move into some tight ends real quick. Uh, this one, we're going to kind of go just like we did quarterbacks and, uh, we're going to go just through the talk of just talk about the top five guys real quick. Kelsey Waller, Kittle, Hawkinson, Andrews, you're starting all five of those guys, correct? Yes. Pitts. We're not really worried. I mean, we're kind of worried about what the matchup against Tampa Bay. Maybe we'd sit him if we could, maybe try to find a streaming tight end. Uh, this next tier, uh, Noah Fant, Logan Thomas. Um, I'm actually I would not play those guys over Rob Gronkowski. I think Gronkowski should be at f- at a uh, six. I would play Gronkowski pretty confidently this week. Um, you know, I'm, I'm rising on 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 Gronkowski a little bit. He sh- he he looked really good. He did not look like the Gronkowski that started the season last year. He looked like the Gronkowski that finished the season yes, last year, and yes. he looked solid. And Tom Brady loves his guys, and his guys are. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Rob Gronkowski. Yep. Okay. Maybe not in that order. Gronk's probably his best friend on the planet, but <laughs> yeah. um, Antonio Brown's a close second. So I'm gonna go Gronkowski. And actually, no, I'm not gonna do that to you. Two, t- t- you know, two positions in a row. I'll let you go first with the starter sit. So, um, any interest in any of these guys back here? What about the game that we said might be the game of the week? Maybe. What about Jared Cook and the Dallas? Uh, tight ends. We'll go with uh, Blake Jarwin. Are you any interest in starting those guys because of the matchup and how good that game could be? Oh, man, if you're in a pinch, maybe. I, I Jared Cook. I think I would like over the um, 
over the Dallas tight ends just because it, it looks like it's a it's a timeshare just in the yeah. tight end position there in Dallas. Uh, a guy that I would like, especially uh, Noah Fant this week, I, I think with the loss of Jerry Judy, I think he's going to come into a little bit more targets, especially against Jacksonville. I think Teddy, we said, is going to have a good game. So I, I even though I, I didn't like Noah Fant, the fact that Jerry Judy has gone down uh, for this amount of time, I think that he comes into a couple more targets. So, I, especially against Jacksonville and how Houston was able to expose them. Here's a little scenario I'll throw at you. If you are the Kyle Pitts manager, um, I would be absolutely fine with benching him and picking up uh, Jared Cook if he's available and starting him in this matchup. Or if you're super strapped, I probably would go with. Um, I mean, nah, I can't really recommend uh, Blake Jarwin. That's such a timeshare. But Jared Cook will probably be the guy. And then maybe Cole Komet against Cincinnati could be could luck into a touchdown there. But if I'm the if I am the Kyle Pitts manager, I'm looking to stream this week and uh, and look for one of these guys a little bit farther down the list. All right. All right. So, Justin, I'm gonna give you the uh, opportunity here. Who's your start of the week at tight end and who's your sit of the week? All right, so my start of the week is, I mean, I, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. It's a, low, it's a little bit low-hanging fruit, but there's this guy is the, literally the leading receiver of his team. I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson. That dude's going to – he's going to eat, especially if Green Bay offense gets back on track and they start scoring a lot of touchdowns. I think they're going to have to pass the ball again. Uh, uh, Jared Goff might break the – all-time like passing attempts record this year if, <laughs> if it keeps going like this uh and my sit of the week is going to be logan thomas against the giants i just don't trust taylor heineke to support multiple options and i think that terry mclaurin and antonio gibson and maybe i think those two are the only guys that are gonna pretty much produce this week all right, uh, I'm going to go with – here's a shocker for you. I'm going to go with another Buccaneers, my start. I'm going with Gronkowski here as my start of the week against Tampa Bay. I just I just can't see this team running the ball to salt this game away. I think yeah. it's going to be a lot of passing for Tampa Bay, even in a positive game script. So I'm going to go with Gronk here, catching a touchdown, maybe two, getting into the end zone and spiking the ball. And then my sit of the week is going to be – I mean, I think I t- we talked about it earlier, but I'm going uh, – Dallas Godert, Goddard. Um, it's just it's not a guy that I'm excited about, man. And going up against San Francisco defense, it's not that great of a matchup. So, you know, we'll kind of see how he does, but I'm very skeptical. All right. Defenses, and we'll give a start on kicker. We're not we're just gonna give I'm not gonna talk about all the defenses here, but uh, because this is not a defensive podcast, nor is this a kicker podcast. And it will never be a kicker podcast. All right, so yeah, we're going to give one a starting defense and a starting kicker each, and then we'll head into the preview for the week. Justin, who's your starter? What defense are you streaming this week? Uh, My streaming defense is going to be the Denver Broncos, man. Against Jacksonville, I think that they have a really good matchup. I still don't trust anything that's going on there in Jacksonville, so I would go ahead and go with the Denver Broncos. 
All right. And my my streaming defense is going to be the Cleveland Browns against the Houston Texans. I think it's a just a typical smash spot. The Brown, the Houston offense is going to be put on notice. They're yes. going to be exposed. So Cleveland Browns got a good front seven. I think I like that one very much. Let's move into some kickers. I'm going to go ahead and just give mine because I know exactly. I'm just going to go ahead and give mine. My starting kicker this week is Matt Gay, the Los Angeles Rams kicker. Uh, he plays in the Dome. High scoring. should be a high-scoring game or at least once if it's one-sided. Matt Gay will be pretty good. And the Colts defense is, is pretty solid. So if they stop the Rams, should be some good field goal opportunities there for Matt Gay. And that's all the kicker analysis I can muster up so justin who's your start at kicker for week two uh i'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, miami's kicker jason sanders uh i don't know how well miami i know miami can can probably move the ball i just don't know how efficient they are gonna get into the actual end zone so i think that they're gonna have probably a couple 40 yarders for jason sanders to to smash and that dude is He's almost automatic when it comes to field goals, man. He is he's awesome. He's an awesome kicker. All right. Let's move into the Thursday night preview. It's time. Oh yeah, man. Did you see Bruce Buffer introducing the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football? No. They uh right before the game kicked off, they had Bruce Buffer inside the stadium at, at like the top where the torch is. Yeah. Had the microphone. He went through his whole thing. It's time. That's like awesome. it was. It was awesome, man. He introduced. And That's it, why they won. Yeah. And oh, dude, they that they should have. That game was set up for the Raiders to win that game, man. <laughs> like opening up your new stadium. Like it was a good game. All right. Uh, I don't think we're gonna be that lucky with this game. That we're gonna talk about right now the primetime preview for Week Two. New York Jets zero and one take on the. Washington football team at 0-1. Both teams dropped their week one game. Washington football team lose starting quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick to a hip subluxation injury that landed him on three-week IR. Taylor Heineke is going to be the starting quarterback. Unfortunately, Daniel Jones is still a thing. So this is a battle of C-minus rated quarterbacks. Uh the football team is a three-and-a-half-point favorite currently right now. Game script. Let's talk about game script first because that's super important for fantasy, right? Who do you think is going to be in the positive game script in this game? Now, before we dive in, the Giants' defense is not terrible. I would say they're probably a middle-of-the-pack average defense. So initially, my thoughts may be... Washington's up, but I think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think. Like, Daniel Jones still made a couple good throws last week. Yeah, what do you think? I, I think this is going to be a close game. And, like, the over-under right now is 40 and a half. That's pretty low. And it makes me want to go the under. Like, that, you know, <laughs> like, it's so bad, but it makes me, like, these two teams really, I'm just like... Man, I I just don't. Are you, are you starting any fantasy options in this game besides Antonio Gibson? Because you have to play Gibson and McLaurin. Uh, if I am going to take a shot on another guy, it's going to be Sterling Shepard. He was the guy that got the most targets last week, 
And with the fact that Saquon Barkley is not 100% and he might not be quote-unquote unleashed in week two, uh, I still think that there are uh, there are plenty of targets for Sterling Shepard to be a, a relevant fantasy option for week two. Yeah, it could be a flex guy in a pinch, so yes, I agree with absolutely. that. All right, um, who do you think wins this game? Who win, who wins the Thursday night tie slugfest? <laughs> oh my god, I'm not tie. ready for a Thursday night football tie. Six man. six tie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Did I get you? Yeah, you got me, man. I'm gonna leave that in too. I'm just gonna leave it in. Screw it. Uh, yeah, I. Okay, did you give a real prediction? Or was that just uh, I'm gonna, was that I, real life? I'll go Washington, and it's I, I do agree with you. I think it's close. It's maybe a field goal or a touchdown. Yeah, I think if it's, they have Fitzpatrick, it, I think Washington would cover. But yeah, yeah, I got, I got. Uh, I don't want to touch this game. Yeah, no, I got, I got Washington by a field goal. Yeah, a field and, goal wins this game. I think Heineke gets his first like fourth quarter comeback. Oh, I think I think they they stay in the lead or they never go down. But I don't know, man. I, I just think that this, this game's not this exciting. game's not an exciting Thursday night game. All right, uh, just a quick reminder before we wrap up tonight's show. Today's show. If you are forced to start players in this matchup, please make sure they are not in your flex positions. That does include super flex. If you have any, if you have Daniel Jones, like you're not starting Taylor Heineke. That's not happening. I'd if rather you start are, Daniel Jones. If you are forced <laughs> to start Daniel Jones, it's going to look really weird, but don't start him in your super flex spot. Put him in that top quarterback spot. It's going to look weird, but if you're starting him anyway, it doesn't matter. You know Take what I'm saying? Take him with pride and when he flex, he flex when he... <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a, just a reminder, man. That any Thursday night players, get them out of your flex. You need roster flexibility as the week goes on. No matter how ugly Daniel Jones would look at the top of your roster, Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. Got to do what you got to do. All right, so that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, today, everybody, uh, got football. Got a football game today. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, yeah we do. I mean, it's not exciting, but... Uh, doesn't doesn't get me out know of what? my chair, fantasy but I'll still makes, turn the game on. Fantasy makes everything exciting. I'm still going to watch the game. Absolutely. So It's football, man. You got to watch the game. Absolutely, and that's... Even games like this are going to help you win championships. So yeah. just let's just suck it up and and get through it. Take let's the, get through it together. Take the under. Yeah, take the under. <laughs> Smash the under. All right, that's going to do it for us for real. Uh, go ahead and follow the show on Twitter at Pigskin Champs, on Facebook at Pigskin Champs Pod. Justin, man, go ahead and take it away, man. That was weird. All right, guys. Appreciate you all staying tuned. We hope that you have better luck or the same luck if you won your week last week. In week two, we'll be back again with more Pigskin Champs content. Y'all be safe out there. See you.